Nice. Alright, howdy y'all. I think we're up and ready. <clears throat> Welcome to the 23rd podcast of Healthy Dialogue. Today we'll be talking about social environment. So the topic for today was inspired by um, actually two of my close friends of my network were describing issues they were having with their circle um, or perhaps their interaction with their own network. Uh, <clears throat> and so I figured since I've had that same problem in the past, uh, maybe describe a little bit about what social environment is and what contributes to it. How do you change it? My experiences with it. <clears throat> so today, that's that's that would be the topic for today. So I guess we'll go by the outline. I didn't have too much to say here, um, mostly because I figured I'd have... I'd have ideas running in the fly or on the fly, uh, but yeah, I, I guess uh, we'll just follow the outline for today. I might have like some profound, <clears throat> profound realizations as we talk. So hopefully uh, as, as per like that, the dialogue process, but yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll just get started and we'll see where it goes. So <clears throat> The first point that I made in the outline was how, do you, how to know when to temporarily long-term isolate or socialize. Um, and I think this was, this was a moment where, for me anyways, <clears throat> I've had moments where I've just wanted to drop off the face of the planet with everyone. And usually that's an indicator of depression for me, actually. Is if if I'm so irritable to towards everyone, um, then I'm definitely not in a good headspace. If I'm if I want to socialize all the time, that means I've probably isolated myself way too much, <clears throat> or I haven't had the opportunity to socialize as much as I normally do. So, how to know when to temporarily isolate? It's interesting because I think it's based on the individual. <clears throat> For me, the way that I know that I want to isolate is if I can feel like I'm going to be so irritable towards my social circle at some point that I want to cut off that early so that I'm not pissing myself off or suffering myself more with the people that I want to be with in the future to a point where <clears throat> it's like a healthy cutoff from the circle, you know? And I think that the more, the earlier you do it, when you start realizing the signals that you need to start like distancing yourself from people who are pissing you off, you got to do it. And I think that's a, that's a meaning to stand up for yourself. And I think you need to, um, if you don't stand up for yourself, then you're going to have some problems in the future that might become out of your control. And you don't want to think of the unthinkable things that you could do when you lose your control in the presence of the people that you'd want to keep around in the future. So isolation would be the right play to make sure that you can keep your cool head when you're interacting with the people that mean the most to you.
but you need to also convey that there there's also it's not like an easy task to just say <clears throat> well it's, yeah it's not an easy task to convey what you need to other people as well um, especially when you think it, it's it's like it's so internalized that no one else can really understand what you mean by that but the only other people that would understand are the ones who can sympathize with the feelings that you're having. <clears throat> so with isolation, I think you just need to approach your network and say, like, I need a break um, or else things are going to get bad. And maybe not not maybe not so much that you need to say that things are going to get bad, but the isolation part for sure needs to be conveyed to your network. Um, when to socialize. I think once you understand the condition that you are no longer in a problem area or problem spot when it comes to when it comes to being irritable towards different characters, I think it, the more tolerance you're feeling, the more ready you are to socialize. And, but I mean, the, the biggest part with socializing is you have to feel like socializing is the correct answer to some sort of isolation problem. So not only are you tolerant enough to get back to socializing to people, but, <clears throat> but you need to be like ready for that as well. And in the difference between temporary and long-term. It's kind of interesting, though. Because I think you'd have to play around with how you're feeling in either state. And then make a kind of understanding of what kind of balance you're looking for. So what I meant by long-term in this question was, like, how much of your time is going to be spent in isolation? Or how much of it is going to be socializing? Over what kind of period of time you're thinking about how like what percentage of that is going to be you by yourself and which percentage of that is going to be socializing and how do you balance that out for yourself so that you're feeling the best way that you can in the most meaningful way in the most meaningful life that you could live you know for myself i think it's hard because I, I don't know if i'm necessarily in isolation most of the time I mean, yeah, I'm stuck up in my room, but I'm virtually hanging out with the people that I want to hang out with all the time. But like even then, I'm <clears throat> you could say that I'm isolating myself with the social network that I'm that I don't think are that I don't think are drawing out like social energy from me. Though there are times where I do want to separate from them like on an extra level. So maybe I am more social than I think. But I'm definitely intolerant of a bunch of people. So there are a bunch of characters that I'm just not, I don't know. It's like, I want to say I disagree with a lot of people out there in the world. And then there's like the kind of people that get me and I want to be with those people all the time. So it's hard to say if I'm like social or if I'm, or if I isolate myself. Probably a bit of both, and it depends on the, the kind of party that you're at. 
or depends on the party, not so much the part, the actual <laughs> party event that you're at. <clears throat> but no, I, I would say I'm pretty happy with the, the temporary solutions that I have to distancing myself from the network or, well, and I'm very happy with the, the, I guess the system that I have in place when it comes to socializing and isolation. One thing I did forget to mention, and I should have mentioned this at the beginning. <clears throat> we have two new speakers. Uh, one is a childhood friend of mine um, who's still a part of the, the social circle. He wasn't actually uh, a part of the uh, like initial four of speakers, owners that I was thinking about. But he indicated, well, since like one of the other uh, owners is in close contact with him, uh, I think more often than the rest of us, uh, he invited him over. So um, he will be Jacob. He might be speaking every once in a while. Um, and yeah, I think the, the he was here last week. And so he was having a fun time, I think. Uh, enough of a fun time to where he might want to be on here. Um, so... There's one other person, her name is Isabel, and she's been a member actually since like a month in. Um, actually, she's been <laughs> the only member in the Discord for uh, since like the beginning. And yeah, I decided since her and I are in close contact most of the time, I decided to let her speak as well or give her the speaking role. So whenever they like... Just, just letting you guys know that there's going to be two new, two new speakers that may be joining us anytime. I mean, I mean, two of the owners still haven't spoken yet, <laughs> so I'm taking a little jab at those two. But no, it's it's all about if they want to talk, they want to talk. If they don't, they don't. I'm just here to conduct most of the interaction though, since this whole community was my idea to begin with. So I'm sticking with it having a fun time. It's all great. All right. So a little, uh, little comment from Isabel since she is listening in, um, isolate when they feel like a drain on your energy or when being around them doesn't feel as light as it should and affects the things that you'd like to achieve for yourself in the moment. Also choosing to push yourself and socialize when you're feeling a little bit moody, sad can help you get out of that funk though it doesn't feel like it would be in the moment. No, it doesn't feel like it would in the moment. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I'm one of those people who can't read and process at the same time. Or read and talk out loud and process at the same time. Yeah, I wish I was that talented, but I, I'm not. This is true. So after processing what <laughs> what she just said, but definitely the aspect of when you're getting drained by the people around you is a good indicator that you need to distance yourself from them. <clears throat> and then 
the also great point in there is sometimes pushing yourself to do the opposite of what you want to do may actually have unforeseen benefits than what you expected. I think that's, I think that's like, it's hard to predict that for yourself because it's unpredictable. I mean, you don't, you expect one thing or rather you want to do one thing and you would think that would be the best solution for you. But sometimes the opposite is the better solution. So maybe you need a mix of both. I think you need to, I think you would need to experiment with pushing yourself when you really don't want to just for like the social experiment experience. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I think that's right on because I've definitely felt that as well. Okay. Moving on. Um, describing the ideal social environment. Um, and I'll just go through the, the list here. The ideal social environment, the range of social environments out there, and then the extremes, complete isolation, always social people. Um, so with the ideal social environment would be completely based on the individual, obviously. But I think if you once you found like the great balance between being isolated and socializing all the time, and you can freely move between one and the other with the network that you want to do that with, I think you've found it. I don't think anyone who wants to socialize all the, or rather, I don't think being in a social environment that you don't like being in is very healthy for you. Because I think that's, that's, it's so weird because, and I mentioned this in the later portions of the outline, how much power do you really have over your social environment if most of the relationships in it, within it are between you and someone else? It's like, <clears throat> if the responsibility lies on both of you to maintain the relationship, one person can't just cut it all off all completely without the other person accepting it, right? So when you're talking about like a relationship, and even though you are a major contributor to the relationship, you are only 50% of it. And the other 50% is equally contributing to, to that relationship with you. <clears throat> but ideally you'd be able to manipulate things solely on your own so you make a hundred percent of the like decisions with the relationships that you're a part of um, and you can just freely manipulate yourself and the people around you um, to see the best social and to in pursuit of the best social environment for you but i've noticed that really hasn't been the case because you get people who so say say if you want to cut someone off and they really piss you off so much so that you don't think being around them is going to be worth your time anymore you drop them off completely but then they still keep coming back to you and you still have to deal with that say so it's like inevitable that you have to reach back out to them again or that you have to still interact with them there's nothing you can do 
but ideally you'd be able to change that the best way you can to say yeah so ideally like you'd be able to just drop them off and you'd never see them again and you have a hundred percent of the the control over that but unfortunately you don't have a hundred percent of the control uh, range of social environments out there. I mean, you get you get people at the extremes, which is pretty much the next point. Um, so you have every the gray section in between. You have the extremes of completely isolated, like, and always social kinds of people. You see, I don't know. It, I've always wondered how people can always be social all the time, because I'm not very social. Like, yes, I can socialize better than most people, but I'd like to think I'm pretty isolated most of the time. Maybe the confidence is that it's from the complete isolation. I always see it as like a objective experiment when I look at different kinds of social people out there. I just look at them and... <laughs> If I want to engage, I want to engage. And I'd, maybe it, because I'm like always in isolation, I have less social pressure to deal with. I don't mind doing my own thing because I don't care <laughs> what, what others think of me. And maybe that's like a really, that's a huge red flag, by the way. You can, that's like a killer's mindset, a murderer's mindset. But no that's that's how it that's how i like operate in social situations most of the time like describing back the i think last week we talked about my experience at a football game i just i went to a like a high school football game everyone in the stands was like pissing me off because clearly they didn't know football at all and it's not like i knew football either but i was <laughs> I, I thought i was like the only one who was willing to admit that like in the in the school student section so i just like went down to the side of the field and i just watched from there instead and just like look back at all the idiots that were on the stands cheering for shit they didn't know <laughs> and i was objectively trying to understand the situation but that's the kind of social environment that i wanted to set myself up with it's like i'm so embarrassed to be associated with these people because it seemed so seemed pretty mindless to me like sheep-like behavior so i just went back down and i didn't didn't deal with that okay there was some weird noise outside sorry <laughs> but um no like I had no shame when it came to that situation at all. I, I was completely fine being down there. I didn't have, like, some obligation to be up there. And I'm pretty sure people looking down on me were just like, what the fuck? But, you know, I was more willing to live with that than be up there cheering on shit that didn't make sense to me. So... Maybe that's like a completely isolation mentality, or maybe people are more insecure about that than I am. I'm willing to believe it's probably a combination of both. With the always social kinds of people out there, 
I don't know too many. I know a couple people. I, I was going to say I don't know that many, but actually I, I guess I know of a couple people who are always social like that. And I don't know if they necessarily just chit-chat all the time, but that extrovert energy really does something for them. I mean, it doesn't do anything for me, but um, I've had several people come up to me, though, and tell me that I have, like, extrovert energy, and I think a lot of it was because I don't really care about what other people think, and maybe that is the extrovert mentality that I do have. I just, I just use it in other outlets versus... Versus, I don't know, maybe like, like normal people do, which is actually socializing face to face. Maybe I just do it virtually. Maybe that's where my extrovert energy is going to. Who knows? Um, what do you achieve at the extremes? So at the different extremes of complete isolation and always being social. meaning i suppose so say if you always want to be like isolated and you don't want to be with anyone else what are you achieving by pursuing that is it your desires or is it what you need do you actually need socialization you need to socialize I guess that depends on the degree of socialization or like what kind of activity you're doing for socializing. Like maybe it doesn't need to be like it. Maybe you need more intimate socializing experiences. You know what? I'm not really sure. I'm pretty sure this question was supposed to be like an open-ended question where <laughs> anyone could answer that. I'm failing to come up with ideas for that, though. I don't know what you actually achieve at the extremes and how you make up for the opposite environment. I think you just find the best solution for you when it comes to your social environment. You have to play around with what you're willing to do and what you're not. And then find whatever's the most meaningful acts, like activities to contribute to your social environment. All right, what factors into your social environment? I think there's different parties that you that you generally have. I mean, not everyone has these, but like family, for example, would be your social environment. For me, it's like I talk to my family all the time. And then there's the outer family. So you're like the second family being like my aunts, uncles, cousins. And it's not like I can really change those either. Because I would say most of the decision for setting up that social network wasn't even mine. It's like, it, well, it's hardly mine to begin with. But, you know, it's the social network that my parents have. So, and they wanted to introduce us to the, or rather, isn't it not, 
Is it an obligation to bring your children into the social network of your your family? I think it has to be, right? So, I mean, not everyone has, like, a family like that, but, you know, for me, like, the social network of, of family was brought up from that, from, like, my parents, and it's, like, generational passed down to me as a member of the same family. And then you have the ones that you can control, which is like your friends. You can choose who your friends are. You can't choose who your family is. And you have like your professional network, being like the people that you work with. You can sort of choose that one. But depending on like what opportunities, there's more of that factor into the different opportunities for you career wise. So you have less control over your professional social environment. But you can still definitely control it if you have the right other variables in place. Next bullet point, how much of that can an individual control? I guess it really, well, as we already talked about with the three different ones, I think friends you can completely control. Like, it's up to you. Like you have up to 50% of the contributions towards the, or rather 50% of the responsibility for the relationship in general. Uh, because then it's the other friend who's also equally, you know, participating 50% towards that relationship as well. Your social environment at the workplace is a little different. Because you have other dependencies needed for, for being in that environment to begin with. And the social environment that comes along with it is pretty much out of your control you can always leave it if you want but there's gonna have to be other things set in place to give you the same security that that place is giving you financially and then your family I mean there there are a couple family members that have like completely dropped from from like fat family gatherings. Like one in particular, but really the responsibility is shared across different family members there. And it's not, it's like you don't, you have probably the least amount of You have the least amount of power in family gatherings, is my understanding and my experience, to maintaining the relationship between your family. You have the least amount. It's like you have the expectation from the people who want you to be there, which is almost everyone. Like, especially in my family, it's like, I have my parents who expect me to be at family gatherings almost all the time. 
like the important ones that that I should be at like yeah I need to be there so in that case I only have like 33 percent 25 percent if you include my sister so you know I have less of a say of like family gatherings and maybe other people have that much differently or much different so anyhow Describe normal drastic actions to change your environment. So what I was trying to allude to here was the idea that you can just drop people off by ghosting them or just not talking to them anymore. Pretty much the same thing. But I've had people who just don't talk to me <laughs> after after a point in time. And it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I don't know what you're doing. But, you know, I'll, I'll humor you in the dance of not texting me back to... You know, I, I, I'll, I just won't keep sending messages. So, you know, it's the acceptance of the kind of signals that they're providing. Perhaps if I wanted to just, I don't know, spam messages at whoever I wanted to, you know, they'll probably block me at some point. And that's the kind of power that they have that, that social media will give other people to prevent people to... to I guess spamming them with messages trying to upkeep a connection which is odd because there's some people out there who try to believe that there's a connection there but maybe there really isn't one to begin with but we'll like continue to spam messages and that's the kind of predatory behavior that you see with, with some guys I suppose or with some girls really it doesn't matter it's just it's just predatory behavior. You can imagine a situation where someone spams messages at someone else believing that a hey-hi exchange is enough to establish some sort of deeper connection to where you can continue talking. But instead, one person makes the realization that things are getting kind of out of control with what this person is demanding off of this small exchange. So it's time to block them. And even though they continue to, to send messages, it's not. That's not where the connection has been established to. So. In terms of normal actions, though, I think people who can communicate well how they're feeling before their emotions get the best of them are the ones who can normally describe ways to change their environment with someone else. I find that to be the case. For relationships are two ways. How much power do you have over these changes in your network? Um, as described before, friends like 50-50, professional environment, there's added variables. Family, there's like, you don't have, it's not 50-50, that's for sure. Who makes it in your social environment? This is a weird curveball question because, well, I mean, it still is up to the individual anyways. I mean, honestly, almost every point that I've written in here and I'm waving my hand like a dumbass, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It, making that statement that it's all up to the individual is so trivial. It's like 
yes, obviously, everything is up to the individual. Everyone's different. Everyone has their own solutions for understanding this environment and manipulating it in the way that they want to. <sighs> Who makes it in your social environment? The people that you want to have in it. The people that you think will better you in a way that you want to better yourself. The people who are worthy of being a part of the circle that you want to construct. And people change anyway, so like maybe you need to drop people off eventually or maybe someone backstabs you in a way that you didn't expect, so you drop them off the face of the planet. Yeah, I think everything's pretty much subjective at this point, so. Um, I guess I'll describe who makes it in my social environment. So, I guess, alluding to what last week's topic was, we talked a little bit about um, the kind of group understanding, group humor that my inner circle has. Like, we're pretty... I don't know, we joke around a lot. We talk about, like, or we talked about um, mocking other people as a means to humor, as a means to, like, <laughs> funny dialogue between between us all. Like, I think the the specific phrase that I used last week was, I love my cousin. Um, I don't actually say it like that, though. I do it in, like, a Alabama... Al Alabamian way so but yeah it's like I need people who can make fun of the kinds of gross things that are out there in the world because that's the only way that I can that I can keep it down it's like I'm making fun of these people because people actually believe in that stupid shit or at least indulge themselves in these stupid behaviors I think that's really the only way that you can end that, those kinds of things, too. It's like, if you really want to get rid of something out there in the world, shame it as much as you can. And I think mocking them is the best way to do that. I don't think actually, like, professionally shaming someone is the best way to do it. I think you need to make sure that they understand how stupid they are rather than acknowledging that they kind of have some sort of power towards this behavior and it's wrong. I think you just need to laugh at it and that's the best way to get their attention to stop. No one wants to be laughed at. I mean, I mean, some people do. I mean, clowns do. But, you know, to, to me... It's more meaningful to laugh at someone. To shame them to not do it again. Or to like at least understand how stupid they are. That's that's the way I operate though. And maybe that's like a really toxic unprofessional. I mean obviously it's unprofessional. But I, I think that's a... I think that's an efficient way to get what you want. Which is to end all this stupid... Like stupidity in the world. So. But that's mine. Anyways, 
yeah so me and my friends mock people all the time that's the kind of humor that we indulge ourselves in it's a great time and i'd love to meet more people who can do that <laughs> but i i also i also keep my circle open to people who use like dialogue as a means to new understanding so people who can intelligently think and also articulate at the same time not to say that not to feel like i'm elitist in that category but I definitely feel like there's times where, well, I definitely know that there's people out there who can't say what they mean most of the time, or at least can't reflect enough to, to know what they're saying anyways, or to like carefully craft up what they want to say about how they're feeling. I feel like I want people like that around me who can do that because it's a, it's a rarer skill from what I've understood. Anyhow, I think I'm going to call it short. It wasn't, I mean, this specific topic wasn't supposed to be like too much anyways. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll just call it off here. I'll see you guys next week.